three years ago, I knew something had to change. I need to take better care of myself because I no longer was working out for myself. I was working out at boot camp and I would work out with clients. I was getting a lot of movement, but it was never about me. I went from restricting and over-exercising to binging and the pendulum of that as I got out of that piece of my journey. That's where my coaching business started. Before we get into the episode, I want to quickly share something with you. Since January of this year, I've been doing a weekly planning session with a good friend. We haven't missed a single week, despite travel and life's disruptions, because we've discovered how much it helps us get things done. Even if I don't follow my plan every single day, I at least know what I have coming up. It's helped me so much, I decided to host a planning session so others can reap the same benefits. You're invited to join me for a weekly plan with me on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm calling it Breakfast Blend because I love coffee, but it's a come-as-you-are Zoom session. So bring your drink of choice. Come as you are, no makeup required, PJs and bedhead are welcome. We start by celebrating our wins for the previous week. We have a little bit of quiet time where we put ourselves on mute to do some planning and then come back together to talk about what we have coming up. Come join me Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, did I mention it's free? And just in case you're one of those people that thinks they don't have any wins to celebrate, I'm going to show you how to find them. So come anyway. I send out the Zoom details every Sunday morning by email. So look for the sign-up link in the show notes. Welcome, friends. You're listening to The Hook with Sarah Larson, a podcast that's curious about disruption and how it affects our personal lives, our careers, and the people around us. I'm your host, Sarah Larson a business coach and serial entrepreneur, but also someone who truly enjoys deep conversations. Today's guest is the incredible Carrie Walsh, a personal coach and owner of Women Wine and Wellness. Carrie shares her journey of starting a fitness business, despite having no prior business sense and being unaware of what she was getting into. Throughout her entrepreneurial journey, Carrie made numerous mistakes falling victim to what she calls the shiny object syndrome and constantly chasing after new tools and trends. However, she learned valuable lessons from these experiences and is passionate about helping others in their own business endeavors. In addition to her business journey, she talks about always feeling different, even as an adult, and the choices she made as a teenager that pushed her away from her support system. She constantly sought love and validation outside of herself. Now Carrie believes in the importance of looking within and helping others do the same. Carrie discusses her journey of self-care and understanding her human design as a projector. Despite the traditional expectations in the business world, she has embraced her human design and shares how living in alignment with it has made a significant difference in her life and business. Listen in as we dive deep into Carrie's inspiring journey of entrepreneurship, personal growth, and empowering women to live their best lives. Let's begin. Welcome to The Hook with Sarah Larson. I am your host, Sarah Larson, and I am super excited today to introduce Carrie Walsh. And Carrie, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. Tell us what it is. Tell us a little about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. So I am Carrie Walsh. I'm the owner of uh, an organization called Women, Wine, and Wellness. And um, I have dedicated my life to helping women discover their true identity and purpose um, I'm a personal development coach and mentor, and um, I have spent the last 10 years empowering women to build their self-confidence and take control of their lives through um, using what originally what I started out as uh, personal training and boot camp to now personalized private coaching. And uh, I'm a certified strategic life coach and practitioner. Um, and I have all kind of fun modalities that I use, and one of them being human design that you and I are connected at. Yes, one of my favorite subjects. Yes, one of mine too. And so I have lots of experience um, in different modalities and with my clients, and I really meet them where they are to make sure that I'm bringing the best tools for them. Um, And my main goal is to really help them understand their purpose beyond being a wife, a mother, and a business, a businesswoman. Um, 
because really when it comes down to it, it is about us. It is about you. It is about who you are and who you are showing up and the energy that you're showing up every day. And we tend to forget that. And so I really bring, um, I really bring kind of a different and fun, uh, I don't know, way about, about getting there. And on a personal level, things that I really love to do just on my own time is I love uh, hanging out with my husband. <laughs> I love my husband. So I love hanging out with him. Great. Um, and I have two adult children that are my stepchildren that we are very close with and we love hanging out with them. And then I have my little fur babies and uh, my little dog. So um, I love to travel. We spend a lot of time traveling with friends and family. And um, the main thing is just continuing on my own journey that I'm so that I'm living my best life. That is fantastic introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So let's go back in time a little bit. We'll come back to, we'll, we'll eventually get back to where you are now, but I want to start with what was your childhood like? Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Houston, Texas, and I still live in Houston, Texas, but I grew up here in the Cypress area. Um, it's a suburb of Houston. And um, I grew up in the suburbs, went to, you know, just little school here. Well, it wasn't little, but um, went to a little school here and um, we lived in a nice little neighborhood. And I remember as a child, like playing on the streets and um, we had a, a street with girls. We had a lot of girls and a lot of boys and the boys were always playing football. The girls were always hanging out. We, I remember playing Barbies at my friend's house. I remember prank calling each other, like just, I had a really fun childhood as, you know, as far as that goes. Um, the memories of playing out on the street till the street lights came out or came on um, definitely brings back a lot of good memories there. Um, as a child, I remember feeling um, kind of a loner and left out, even though I was always in the crowd, but I still always kind of felt a little bit different than everyone. Um, and over time that compounded and we'll can get into that later, but, yeah. um, but yeah, the memories of playing on the streets is a lot of fun. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I know thinking back to childhood when we, we don't really, I don't at least think a lot about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think revisiting that and just thinking about good or bad things that yeah. you maybe haven't thought about in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, speaking, I was an only child till I was eight. And oh, then all wow. of a sudden my world was rocked. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. And very blessed. I have a brother that we're very close, um, but we're, you know, eight years in age difference, the ebbs and flows of life, um, mm -hmm. you know, we would get really close. And then, you know, obviously when he was a little baby and it was all new, it was, I was not very pleased. <laughs> I learned to love him and, and have a good relationship with him. But yeah, yeah, that was, that was a difficult time. I remember, I mean, all the attention was on me and then all of a sudden it wasn't, you know, so. And it's a long stretch to have the attention be on you and then suddenly have your world completely changed. Yes. Yes, for sure. And yeah, and both my parents worked. So, you know, we lived comfortably. Um, you know, I never did without, I never, I don't ever remember doing without or anything like that. And, you know, and I know that that's a blessing, um, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who do without, and, um, I was grateful. My dad always, you know, he would work multiple jobs if he had to, for us to, you know, do have family trips every year and do that kind of thing. Um, and that being said, we definitely, you know, my parents ended up divorced and we definitely did not have like, you know, white picket fence family. Um, but, you know, as I've grown older, I realized that nobody does, you know? Right. And I love the lessons of my life that I've had because they have made me who I am today. So I have no regrets at how, you know, my parents ended up divorced and now they're with the spouses that they're with. I get to celebrate you know, holidays multiple times and with more people. And, you know, it's just really looking at, at life, the silver lining of the circumstances. And, um, 
and I have a good relationship with both. We've definitely had mm-hmm. rocky times, but mm-hmm. uh, love where I'm at with my parents right now in my life. And I'm 52. Just I don't mind sharing that. Um, yeah. And so it's I'm just at that kind of at that time in life now that like I just really appreciate even the very very difficult hard times, the dark times. It's good that you can look back and reframe that um, what could be a con- considered a negative and turn it to yeah. look back as you for know, sure you, you came out with some good relationships and things like that how old yeah. were you when your parents divorced I was 19 oh. so very pretty impressionable age yeah and I was already angry I was an angry child <laughs> rebellious and angry um, well you mentioned that you were you felt kind of like an outsider. How did that affect your teenage years? We know that's always a traumatic time yeah. frame in general. Yeah, I honestly, looking back, I just always felt different, um, even as an adult. <laughs> but as a as a teenager, it really created. I really pushed away from the support system that I had, and went down a lot of roads that were not serving me at all at the time I now understand they were serving me but probably not health you know in a healthy way right. um but it's what I knew at the time and um you know I was just very angry and I felt alone and no confidence no self-esteem um it reflected in my grades it reflected in my relationships with my family Um, I lived with my grandparents for several years because my parents were just like, you know, just (laughs) what gives. So we went through some really pretty tough times. Um, And God, I haven't thought about that in a long time either. Um, But we went because we're just in such a different place, which is the beauty of revisiting, you know. Right. Um, yeah, being able to look back and see how far you've come from that time. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I was always looking for love, looking for the boyfriend, looking, you know, just really looking in, in all the wrong places because mm-hmm. I was not ever looking within. Uh, yeah. And I now, obviously, I completely understand that. And, and that's how, you know, I live my life helping other women to do the same. And I've, I've been through that journey. and. Um, as far as I've gotten and still on it. And I really believe for the rest of my life, I will be on that. I do think it's a lifelong journey for <laughs> of sure. self-reflection and there's always something new to, mm-hmm. to gain from looking back. Yeah. And I remember as a teenager, just thinking, you know, it, I remember thinking it was just a lonely world and just so negative. I literally just, it's like, I just didn't, at the time feel like I had the ability to even think in a positive way. Um, and a lot, you know, the environment at home wasn't great. There was a lot of, you know, fighting and yelling and it just wasn't a great environment. And it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't great. It wasn't the best and it wasn't the worst. I mean, it could have been a whole lot worse. My parents loved us kids and loved our family the way they knew how. And, um, they still love us, you know, and they love us differently now than they did then, um, the way that they show it. And then the way that as we've matured, as my brother is speaking, me, my brother and I has have matured in life and grown in life, you know, we, we see we're just, nobody's perfect. And, um, and I appreciate those sides of my parents. And I really, like I said earlier, I really believe it helped mold me into the person that I am today to do the work that I'm actually doing and impacting the lives that I'm impacting. Yeah. So did you go to, did you go to college? I did. And I did not do well. (laughs) (laughs) School was not like, I hated school, hated it. And I say that in a, I feel bad saying that, but I truly hated school. Like I did not do well in school. I did not like the, um, I did not like authority. I did not like learning things that I had no interest in. I love, like, I love learning if it's something I'm interested in. Um, I did not, I had great teachers. I had some really good teachers that 
really helped lift me up in, in ways. Like I remember some specifically that I felt smart in their class and I felt, you know, like they helped that light in me shine. Mm -hmm. And that's congratulations to all those teachers out there that can do that because I can, I just knowing where I was at that time in my life. Um, and someone being able to pull that out of me and, and help me to see that I was a good person and that I had ability to, you know, to do, um, and, and my being was more than enough. Um, even though I didn't believe that at the time, uh, I know that those teachers had an impact. And so I enjoyed the teachers. I enjoyed the people. I just didn't enjoy the work of, or, you know, the interests and things that I didn't really care for. I mean, history, English, I mean, eh, it's kind of boring to me, but some people that lights them up. (laughs) Right. For some people that's exciting. So what were the subjects that, that you found exciting? I loved math. I loved, I loved like my mind, just the puzzle piece of that. I loved math. Um, and I loved art, the creative, you know, I can't draw a stick person to save my life, but I did love art. Um, and that's actually something I'm diving a little bit into, um, starting to dive into, to bring out creativeness in myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, I loved kind of just the fun classes, you know, like I did not enjoy English. Um, I don't enjoy reading. I still don't enjoy reading. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I just, reading puts me to sleep. So, but what I did enjoy was the classes that were interactive. And I think that probably had to do with a lot of the teachers too. Cause I, like I had a government and economics class that that is not a subject that really interests me. But I loved that class because Mr. Trammell was, and unfortunately he's gone now, but he brought the class alive. Like he, I sat in the front row, like I was one to always sit in the back. I sat in the front row and he made it interesting to me. Right. And he made it fun and he got the class engaged and he really um, had a way of helping you to see your, your light shine. Definitely the instructor or teacher has a lot to do with how we engage with some subjects that may not have otherwise been of interest. You you mentioned history, and I have to tell you that yeah. that was a class that could I talk about falling asleep reading. <laughs> yeah. So painful. Yeah. I'm definitely a math girl as well, although I did enjoy English to a degree. I love to read and right and so that also was a, a, a something that I loved but definitely yeah. I, I get the math <laughs> yeah I will say as I've gotten older reading like I said if it's a subject I read a lot of books on business self-care like you know just the whole journey of evolving into wherever it is I'm going with you know yeah. open, peeling back all the layers when I dive into something I'm pretty I pretty much dive in head first with it and learn everything I can about it. So after college, where did you go? What did you end up studying? So, well, so I only went for a year and a half. Okay. Did not finish. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was like, "Mm, I did not make the grades. I was just, this was not, it was a waste of money for me to be there. Right. So I ended up coming home, um, going into getting a job in the corporate world um, like you, I have kind of the mind of like systems and efficiency and all that kind of stuff. And I love that. Probably the math, we probably have some parallels there with all that. And I really, I did not know that about myself at the time. I can look back and see that now. Um, but I went into the corporate world as an administrative assistant, just, you know, well, first actually as a receptionist and then answering phones and what have you, and really, um, just doing administrative work and along the way just kind of found my path of understanding or other people really seeing in me that I had this gift of systemizing and um you know nowadays automating and you know back then we didn't have a whole lot of automation (laughs) not like we do now with technology um but I had the ability to see that and um to the, the overview and see you know the end piece of it um and so over time I worked my way up into management positions and um 
worked in the oil and gas um, business. I worked at Arthur Anderson way back when the Enron Arthur Anderson thing happened. And that, honestly, I loved my job there. Like that was where I really started to shine and understand. And I was in finance there. I was, I didn't have the degree, but I definitely, I helped to the degree that I could. And I learned a lot there. I had great mentors there. And then um, when the whole Enron thing fell through, went to Ernst and Young and worked in the tax department there. And then was, went out to the client site at British Petroleum. And then we ended up, um, they ended up insourcing us. And so I ended up there. And once I left there, I, well, I got laid off there and then I went and worked for a small oil and gas company that that's where I went into management position of, of, of an office manager and overseeing over several offices and really bring, it was a small company, like a mom and pop. And so I really brought other systems together and it was, that was fun. I loved that piece of it. And I also worked, um, I worked for the owner of the company. I was kind of his right hand girl with, with all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I loved it. And then I decided to one day up and become a personal trainer. <laughs> wow. That's a huge transition. That was huge. Yeah. And it happened beautifully. Uh, yeah. I got certified and I started working as a personal trainer before and after work to see if it was what I really, if it really lit me up and, um, and it did. And I started burning myself out because I was working so many hours and I went in and told him I was leaving. It was November 14th. I will never forget it. And that I was leaving at the end of the month. And, um, he was taken back. He had no clue, you know, And, um, but I, it was beautiful because I was able to transition out of that position while I was building my business. And so I was able to help him, you know, and make sure everything was situated there. And then as I was building what I was building, so it was was beautiful. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's interesting listening to your growth through that, because going back to that, like both having that sort of math and systems mindset it is so similar to my own story of starting out like as a receptionist and, you know, moving up and creating systems and things like that. And then, you know, getting into management. Um, I got into sales because I was in the mortgage industry. So I got into sales on the wholesale level, whereas you got into managing in oil and, you know, all gas. I was in the mortgage industry for 20 years. I don't know how long you were in oil and gas, but a long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting to, to, that there, we had such parallels in that sense. Yeah, so yeah. I know it's a big transition, but what made you decide to get certified in personal training? I honestly, I have to give full credit to the trainer that I was working with at the time. And I just, <laughs> in the last several months, went to her retirement party at British Petroleum. We had a gym. They were way ahead of their time with um, corporate wellness because of her. Sheila, I was married to my previous husband at the time. And I went through a divorce and went through a lot of life changes. And she was really there for me and really helped me focus on me. And that's when I really fell in love with working out and just how good I felt. And that's really where my journey began um, that many years ago. Um, And so she was a huge part. She saw something in me that I did not see and that was the gift that I have of, of just helping women and just now what I understand kind of, I have this, this intuition of, of helping, you know, of just being able to see into people and circumstances and, you know, what have you. And I didn't see it at the time. She clearly saw that in me. And um, so I loved working out. I was very passionate about it and very dedicated and committed and, you know, just always there. And so she, we went to dinner one night after I had left BP and I was no longer working out with her, but I was working with another trainer who also saw the same in me. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I should do this. And so we went to dinner one night over, over a bottle of wine. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to get certified. And, um, and I did. So That's that's what pushed me that direction. Yeah. And did you start directly into owning your own personal training business? I did. We, um, so at the time I was working out with another trainer that had a home 
like part of her home was set up as a gym. Okay. And we, and in our home, uh, we have a detached garage and behind that was a game room, um, a fairly good sized game room. And so I, we took the pool table out, sold that. I got equipment, um, put it in there, like made my own gym and still have it to this day have no excuse <laughs> and um, went in there and started doing private personal training with women only um, a couple of men that I knew personally, mm-hmm. um, but I just wasn't comfortable with just with anyone. That. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was here by myself. My husband at the time was still working and just wasn't really comfortable with that. So uh, worked with women and first in a personal environment. And um, I did that for a while. And then I shortly after I did that, I, I added my boot camp. And okay. um, yeah, so and so that's been almost 10 years ago. I'm coming wow. up on 10 years with that. So that's it's exciting. been a very big part of my growth, my journey. And yeah, um, yeah. If you're like most small business owners, you've invested in one or probably many platforms to support your business, but maybe you aren't sure if they're doing what you want them to do, or you don't have the patience or the time to figure it out. You need to spend time doing what you do best, helping your current clients and attracting new ones. I can help. With my new program, The Audit, I'll take a look at your current processes and platforms, such as welcoming new subscribers to your email list or onboarding new clients for coaching, courses, or memberships automations that you can set and forget. I also perform audits on brick and mortar businesses from scheduling to order fulfillment to inventory. Let me save you time and money by reviewing your processes and platforms to find the most cost-effective and efficient way to automate processes that allow you to run your business without reinventing the wheel with every new product or offer. I'll provide a written report with recommendations for optimizing your current platforms and if appropriate, Offer options that would simplify the process or reduce your costs. And you'll have access to me for a month after the audit to ask questions during implementation. Click the link in the show notes to get started today. How was the transition? So, you know, I like to talk about disruption and, and obviously that was a disruption of your career. Yes. One of my marriage. and marriage? Yeah. How did that, how did that play out? Let me just start by saying my husband has always been a hundred percent supportive. Um, and it was just, it was hard on the marriage. He was supportive because he wanted to support me and what I wanted to do. It wasn't what he wanted me to do, but he was always supportive and I'm grateful for that. Um, but it was hard because when I wasn't bringing in the money that I would, I mean, I went from I, I took a pay cut. <laughs> Let yeah. me just say that. I sure. took a pay cut. Yeah. And so, and that was tough. I mean, that's going to be tough on no matter whether, whatever the change is. Yeah. Um, and, but he wanted to support me and it just, I think financially it just became hard um, for a while. And so, yeah, that was probably the hardest part, you know? So uh, he's, but as far as supporting, that's, that's never been an issue. Well, that financial strain, you know, it was it strain or was it just an adjustment to not you not being something that he pictured? Right. Yeah. Identity shift for you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because I, I literally was like, oh, so this is what I want to do. I mean, like it kind of came out of for him, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and it, and you know. I really had no business sense. Like I, I had no idea what I was doing. Like for, and I, I say that for all those people out there that are running a business, starting a business that like, they're like scrambling and it's messy. And it's, I, I had no clue what I was getting into. I had no clue that just like the legal things that had to be done and like just setting, it just, I had no zero. I literally had no idea really? what I was getting into. and you know, back then, even it's hard to imagine, but back then there was like very few like email systems that did automations and stuff like, like this is 10, this is over 10 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much more out there now, uh, tool-wise, technology yes. to help people. We didn't have any of that. And coaching is so much more, I mean, like acceptable and people, it, people know what coaches are. It's so common moment. now. Yeah, it's, it's more mainstream. Where back then, I remember the first time I told my husband I was going to hire a coach and he was like, for what? It was an investment in me and in my business. And I've learned a lot along the way and a lot of trial and error and a lot of money spent that probably didn't have to spend, but on technology things. And I definitely chased after those shiny object syndrome. I mean, I had that, the shiny object syndrome big time. Um, but I look back now and there's a lot of lessons that I learned through that. And I'm actually able to help people that are in business now with of that nature. It's not my expertise, but I definitely can give guidance when I have a client that you have the experience of having gone through it. I think it's so interesting that I think a lot of people, uh, my husband is one of these. He always says we had a business that he had started just before we met. And he always says he would have never, had he made a business plan, he never would have started that business. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I am with him on that. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a lot and it's not. And I, and I say that because it's been a long journey to get where I'm at. And I will tell you, I am sitting in a seat that I am very grateful and I have worked very hard to get at worked harder than I probably necessarily needed to, um, mm-hmm. could have made some different decisions along the way, but that's part of life, right? It is. You learn learning from that. Right? Yeah. And, um, I am super grateful where I'm at today and I have definitely found where I belong and what my purpose is. And, you know, and it took me digging into myself over the years to get here. Yeah. Um, you know, my idea of wh- where I was 10 years ago and what I thought I would be doing, I'm not even, it doesn't even look the same. It's completely different. If you got into fitness and thinking that that's where you were going to be and now you're in life coaching, tell us more. So um, how did you come across your women, wine and wellness organization? I know yeah. you did, were not the founder. No. You just bought it a few years ago? Less than a year Less ago. Than, okay. Yeah. So, but, so I, back in 2019, I opened in February, 2019, I opened a chapter here in Cyprus. So, um, we, I opened the chapter here and I, I've been running it since then. And last year after the pandemic, um, the organization, it's a nationwide organization. And we went from close to 40 chapters to three. Oh, wow. Through the pandemic. And the previous owner and I um, were business partners in another area uh, at one time. And we very close friends still to this day, very close friends. And she lives in Minnesota. So we have like, we have zoom happy hours. That's how we, (laughs) that's our, yeah. And so um, great relationship. And we just had a conversation about where, you know, the future of women, wine and wellness and what that looked like. And Um, she has a full-time job and she loves what she does. She's in a a great place with that. And she just wasn't, it just wasn't in alignment with where she's at now energetically. And so it is where I'm at. And so we just, we came up with a plan, figured it out. And all of a sudden I am acquired a new business. So (laughs) what was not planned that way. But Women, Wine, and Wellness had such an impact on me personally, the community that I live in, the women in the community during the time that I had my chapter. And I just see so much potential and what it can do for the future of communities, especially I believe after the pandemic that people understand the importance of community and having that round table of sitting together and working together and supporting each other and really linking arms to be stronger. Mm-hmm. And um, this, I'm going to share some, this is the first time I'm sharing this piece of something that j- literally just came to me this past weekend. And I don't know where this is going, Okay. Um, but 
I had this vision of, you know, like we live in, think of like hierarchy and we tend to like look at each other and compare ourselves. Well, she knows more than I do. I know more than she does, you know, and it's hierarchy type vision mm-hmm. and or view and turning triangles, hierarchy, turning triangles into circles. And that came to me and I was just like, I don't know what this means, but this is something that is going to be really profound with women, wine and wellness, because everything I do with women, wine and wellness is around circles. We have advisory circles. We have leadership circles. Everything's around circles. And that came from a wine glass is circle. And we have round tables, uh, events, and it's all about circling together and linking arms and just having that the circle piece. I was just thinking about hierarchy and comparison of each other. And I was listening to a podcast or something and that's what came to me. And I'm like, this is powerful. Like I am so excited about that. So I'm not sure how I'm going to fit that in yet. It's a great visual too. Even if it's just for marketing, what you're doing, showing this organization is not about a hierarchy, but visually showing. Yeah. Even our leadership together. So how, and how that works is um, other women can come in who have a desire to, you know, create a community within their community and also be connected to other communities, mm-hmm. um, whether nearby or far away. And um, so you can become a leader of a chapter. And that is the beauty of it is we were talking about systems. The business system, the logistics of it is I'm actually in the process of setting all that up. And so everything's going to be automated and systemized and you can customize to your language, like the emails and all that kind of stuff. Like it's very customizable for you to pull in your tribe. However, it's about creating a leadership that we are at a round table together. We are linking arms. And we are impacting our communities and supporting each other while we're doing it. I mean, in, in my vision is very like retreats and conferences and that kind of thing all around it. It's down the line. Um, My focus right now is just getting chapters up and going and being support to them. So, but me not being the leader and I'm doing that in quotes for those of you listening, like leader, I'm guiding and I'm leading, but we're all guides and leads when we're leaders. And so, um, I, that's a very important piece of women, wine and wellness for me personally, is that the leaders come in and they are the leaders too. And we just come together and we make and evolve this journey together. I love that. And I love that the, the whole message of just joining arms and working together to create something yeah. Really impactful for not just each other, but for the community. Another piece of that, just to, mm-hmm. to add to that, is that we bring in a speaker every month that is a local small business entrepreneur, you know, business that comes in and they speak or present on topics. It's an educational stage. It's not a selling stage. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. education educating people you're going to attract people that are going to buy from you speaking to the business people, but um, really bringing people in to educate the women in the community around health and wellness. And that could be financial health. I mean, that can be any kind of wellness, health and wellness, whatever that means for you. Um, I mean, in a couple of months, I have a lady coming in that is speaking on financial wealth. And from a place of, you know, living consciously and like in the way that she speaks is very health and wellness. And she's so excited that she has found an opportunity to speak in front of a group that that's who we are. And that's, you know, she's showing up to a group that is, it's a match. It's an energetic match for her. And so, but giving visibility to our small businesses and because our local people want to support our local businesses. It gives them an opportunity to have a stage to educate and, and be seen and heard. And it's important. That's important to be able to be seen and heard as a small business. What was the hardest part transitioning out of 
corporate America starting your own business? Structure. <laughs> 100% structure. And there's two sides of that. One was creating the structure. And the yeah. other was living in guilt of if I wasn't working from eight to five, if sometime mm -hmm. during that day, I was doing laundry or something um, and learning not to get distracted by that. And so, you know, calendar integrity and really understanding structure as well as understanding, I get to do this however I choose and however yes. looks good for me and my family. And if working on a Saturday afternoon feels good, working on a Saturday afternoon allows me a day off during the week to go do something that I choose to do, it, the Monday through Friday hustle and bustle, getting away from that mindset was probably the hardest thing for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then once I got past that, then it was like, oh God, well now I have seven days. And then it was like, I, that doesn't mean you have to work seven days a week and get into burnout. I lived in burnout for a long time. And I would say it's only been in the past three years of the 10, little bit over 10 years that I've been in business that I've been getting out of the hustle bustle burnout. And it's been yeah. in the past year since I learned about human design that I really got out of the hustle and bustle. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. I, I wasn't sure if the three year mark was when you learned about human design. Um, but I thought that ago. it was more recent than that. I hit my wall. Well, you hit the burnout wall. I yeah. hit the burnout wall, hit it. And I had a breakdown and I just waking up crying and dreading doing what I was ever doing every day, even though it lit me up. Yeah. I was exhausted mentally and physically exhausted. I just, it was a lot getting up just to get out of bed every day. And I have in the past, um, struggled with depression and, you know, my family was like, concerned about that coming on. And I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm just exhausted. Like nobody wanted to believe me. They're like, you're depressed. I'm like, I'm not depressed. Quit labeling me. I, <laughs> I know what it feels like to be depressed. And I wasn't, yeah. I was just so exhausted. Yeah. And I knew well, something had share you want to share why it is that that happened to you <laughs> or, yeah. or what you learned from human design that helped you to move away from that? Yeah. So, well, and so let me just, so three years ago, I knew something had to change and that's where the yeah. journey of like, okay, I need to take better care of myself because I no longer was working out for myself. I was working out at boot camp and I would work out with clients or, you know, what, like, so I was getting a lot of movement, but it was never about me. It was always about my clients. Yeah. Just like a mom with a child, always putting myself on the back burner, yeah. saving my energy for my clients instead of, you know, putting me out there, putting me on my calendar. And um, so I had already been on a little bit of a journey of making some habits and changes. And I went through a whole, uh, like, went from restricting and over exercising to binging and the pendulum of that and went through that whole thing and started coaching people around that as I got out of that piece of my journey and that's where my coaching business started that's where my coaching piece started when I brought human design in or when I when when human design found me found you <laughs> yes I was like what is this so I ran my chart had no, it looked like an alien to me. I'm like, what is this thing? Right. What, is this what do I do with here? this? Yeah. What is all this information? And so, you know, earlier I talked about that piece of me when I dive into something, I go head first, I went all in yeah. and I've been all in for a little over a year now. And, um, I found out that I am a projector. I am not meant to work a bunch of hours a day. I am meant to rest and relax and allow for things to come to me and stop chasing them and stop thinking so much in my head and get more into my body that had a whole different meaning. I was already working on being present in getting out of my head and into my body with, you know, through meditation and using my brain tap and, you know, use essential oils. I mean, there's a lot of things I do for my self-care. Um, 
to get into my body and help me stay in my body and regulating my nervous system and doing, I was already doing all those things. I was already into the reconditioning. I just didn't. It, you didn't just, know that was what you were doing. I didn't know. Yeah. I just knew I was feeling better. Yeah. This took me to a whole nother level of understanding. And what I really loved about it is how I was introduced was actually through a business system. Believe it or not. I was like trying to figure out who, what is my avatar? How do I market to my avatar? And it just, it popped up on my face, on my Facebook feed. And I don't even know the name of the program because I, I honestly never even like dove into that because human design just like swooped me away. (laughs) And so, you know, I, it started practicing it with myself and really trying to understand myself and my chart and what it means. And, you know, and that's how I got into it. And then I found um, another group um, that was just projectors because I understood we're only 20% of the people. It's very different. We're very magical people. And it's amazing. You know, it's amazing if you're living in alignment with it. And it was very scary to turn to, to learn to live in alignment with that because, you know, every business coach I've ever had, you gotta be on, you know, you gotta be on social media. You gotta be out there. You gotta get out there and network. You gotta get, oh my God, that just the thought of that wears me out. Mm-hmm. And now if I energetically show up on social media in a forced feeling, this is things that I've learned about myself as a projector. And honestly, I believe anybody coming at, at with the energy of a forced feeling, you are not going to be heard. I see it so clearly now that I am not heard. The, the posts don't get a lot of response. It's crazy. I have tested it. And when I show up in this energy of excitement and I've got something to share and I feel that, and that's how I show up, it is very well received and people respond and they want to know more and they ask questions and they connect. And it's just such a different feeling. It's completely, and it doesn't feel exhausting. Mm -hmm. I had the energy for that. Um, And we were talking earlier, this is very brand new, so I'm not going to go into great detail about it yet, but I have aligned with uh, someone in my life over the the past little over a year who is, you know, into conscious language, into living consciously and, and, and has studied, deeply studied this stuff and breath work and all the things to embody, you know, to the embodiment piece of human design and where I have the human design, you know, studying that. And, and it, as you know, it takes years to learn. And so we are bringing forces together and coming out with something really amazing. So I'm excited about that. And it's understanding in the past that I felt like I had to do everything on my own and understanding that I don't, I don't have to, and I really don't want to. And the energy that is brought when we come together is amazing. It's, it's really amazing. And understanding like the generator for those that out there, like, like I need generators in my life and manifesting generators in my life and, and manifestors. I mean, that, that helps to energize me and I'm a mental projector. I like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I that's how I really interesting too, because I had not realized that there were these different types of projectors until I met you. And that was the first time I'd heard mental projector mentioned. Yeah. And I, of course was like, well, what is that? So it's really fascinating to hear and also to hear about your strategy, um, using people as sounding board. Yeah. You already know everything. You just need to talk it through. Is that yeah. idea? Yes. You just need somebody to listen. And I will tell you, I love sharing this story because I've always been that way. However, I have now reframed it and I have a much better understanding of why I'm making it. I'm, I'm getting clarity on making a decision is what I'm doing. I talked about, you know, going through the whole journey of like finding my confidence and, you know, building my self-esteem and, you know, yeah. that's an ever evolving thing, but, um, one of the things that used to really, I used to really beat myself up about was, oh gosh, I got to go talk 
you know, I always feel like I got to ask people and talk this through and get their opinion. And in reality, I wasn't looking for their opinion. I was just listening to myself talk. And intuitively, I knew when the decision was made, I just didn't recognize it because I didn't understand it back then. Yeah. Now, 100%. And, and my husband, like, I'm like, I'm not asking you to fix me. I'm not asking you to fix mm -hmm. this. I'm not, I just need to talk. I need to talk this through so that I can get some clarity and understand it. And I have, you know, my friend that I'm partnering with, I have my mom and I get to talk things through, get clarity. And I know immediately in my body, okay, yeah, I got, it. I'm good. I'm good. I know the decision I need to make. I know the next step I need to make. And it, it's, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's like that ease and flow I've been looking for, yeah, but incredible. I don't beat myself up for needing again, mm -hmm. quotes, needing other people's opinions. That's not really what I was doing. It's just what I thought I was doing. And so I thought I didn't have the ability to make a decision. I spent my whole life thinking that, and I was making decisions all along. <laughs> just looking back at your transition, right out of corporate life into the fitness and the trajectory that you were on, obviously you were making all the right decisions all yeah. this time to lead you to women, wine and wellness. And now your new venture with this new, with this partner, that's really exciting, Carrie. Thank you. Where can people find you on the internet so that they can follow you and find out about this new venture when it is announced? You can always follow me at womenwineandwellness.com. All my contact information is there. Um, and then kerrywalshwellness.com is where my coaching business is at at the moment. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll include those in the show notes. And if by the time this is uh, coming out, there is more information, I'll be happy to share that. Yes, yes there should be. Thank you so much. What a great conversation. What an interesting trajectory you have been on. And I'm so happy to see that you are beyond that burnout and yes. have have gained so much insight into yourself and that you're so passionate about helping others as well. Uh, thank you. And thank you for seeing that. I received that. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I see you. I know projectors need to be seen and you are absolutely doing some wonderful things. Thank so you. it's my pleasure to have met you and thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I know there are many podcasts you can spend your precious time with, and I'm grateful you came here today. Connect with Carrie at womenwineandwellness.com or through her personal coaching website, carriewalshwellness.com. She's also on Instagram at it's Carrie Walsh. You can find me on social media at I am Sarah Larson or at my website, sarah-larson.com. That's Sarah with an H and Larson with an E. Links for both of us can be found in the show notes. The number one way that people find podcasts is through the recommendation of a friend. If you liked this episode, take a screenshot and send it to someone you think will enjoy it or share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can give you a shout out. A great way to say thank you is to leave a five-star review. My desire is that as many people as possible will be inspired by the stories shared here. Thank you, friends. See you next time.